Hey, Annie Babies. It's me, Yasmin. And me, Salma. Yo, it's Kamora. What's good? And this is your weekly dive into all things nerd culture. y'all what is up the fucking temperature humidity levels it is too damn hot it is too hot it is too hot but how are we doing how are we living how are we breathing how are we finessing the world right now go ahead whoever wants to thought i'll go first so okay ups and downs you know had a whole panic attack at work and left early <laughs> but also you know my boyfriend is getting me a new bag so you know Ooh, what this pussy talk Heroes in it again. What this pussy talk? Ice me out. <laughs> you know, Damn. life has its ups and downs. Ooh, what type of bag though? Yeah, wait. Um, uh, I don't remember, like, because my regular everyday bag, like, it broke, so it can't close. And he was like, I'm tired of seeing you walk around like that. And I was like, <laughs> So. <laughs> He was like, I'm tired of you looking poor, Kamora. <laughs> and he says my bag wasn't practical anyway, so he's trying to, he said he's going to get me a nice bag that's also practical. So I'm kind of okay. like skeptical. But you know, a bag is a bag. Okay. Just tell him it can't bag. be ugly. Yeah. How are y'all? What's good? What's going on? I broke a personal world record for sleeping. Mood. Nice. How long was that? I slept from three o'clock in the afternoon, two, two-ish to three till 7 a.m. the next day so <laughs> I don't know, somebody do the math on that <laughs> bitch what the fuck nikki you just you yeah. just slept like an entire day you you literally saw the sun at its peak oh, same. and it rose and then see it at, <laughs> and then see it rise again <laughs> all through <laughs> your sleep bro that shit is crazy hey 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 i'm not even mad i'm not even mad i am i I needed that. I popped like 10 melatonin pills and said, if I wake up, I wake up. If I don't, bye. Oh my That's Lord. it. What? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I was tired. Not melatonic. Bitch, you about to be catatonic? The way you rolling. <laughs> I woke up, didn't I? I'm here, ain't I? Barely. Eh, yeah. <laughs> Living's about to be like, Anyways, bitch. what about you? Um, so this week, this week has been awful. Like, these past two weeks have been, like, really awful. Um, honestly, like, I remember I was saying on, like, Instagram, on, like, my personal Instagram, and I was like, oh, yeah, this, like, the, you know, because last week was actually okay. And I was like, yeah. I posted that on Sunday, and I was like, yeah, you know, actually, this week has been great. And then, like, Monday comes around. Oh, bitch. It's just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment and it's it's only tuesday it's only tuesday it's just like can i live can i live can i fucking live yo like this is it's actually sick it's actually sick but fireworks warning you know, oh you know you know what fireworks remind me reminds me about american independence you know what american independence Oof. reminds me about what? um our hot take of the week so given this awful week that i've had you know i've I tuned in to things that i've been watching you know things that 
I, you know, that gives me comfort and stuff. And so I saw that Hamilton was on Disney Plus as of recent. And I decided okay. to rewatch it. And wow, do I have some thoughts? Do I have some thoughts <sighs> on this show? All right, Whew. I guess we're doing this. Yes, we're going. Yep, baby, we're going into a broad fucking way. It's a good thing I watched it then, Sama. <laughs> to quote Aaron Burr, all right, so we're doing this. All right, let's go. I was yep, really hoping yep. this wasn't the hot topic of the week. I really was hoping. I was like, yo, maybe, maybe she'll let it go. Maybe she'll let it go. No. Uh, uh, if you're Yeah, I should have minded my own business. Should have. <laughs> Wow. So let's discuss, shall we? Okay. So full transparency sake, I saw Hamilton when it like, when it was at kind of like, not say it's peak, but when it first really like popped off, popped off and was like, uh, like getting all these rave reviews and getting sold out every all the time i i saw it in person with the original class cast so including lin-manuel we'll we'll get to him in a second so uh the high well the high school that we all went to it got picked for this program that lin-manuel miranda was doing where it was basically like it was like underserved schools um and like schools that had like theater programs along with like american history programs they would like invite all the high school juniors um to go and watch hamilton for free and also like meet the cast ask questions and shit like that right so mm-hmm. our high school got picked for it the funny thing was is that i actually wasn't a junior at the time i was a senior so i so technically i wasn't allowed to go but because our theater class was like pretty small um yes i was i was a theater kid i have stories on that for days but you know we'll i'll leave that for another day it's not you know let's focus on this <laughs> month so then i watched Nobody it is surprised that you um, were a theater kid. really i feel no, like i don't I. give off the i feel like i give you do off give off like, theater kid energy really you give off a little theater kid especially when you come on let's talk about this like yeah you give off theater kid energy <laughs> that's so fucking rude i'd rather be considered like i don't know i'd rather be a band kid and a fucking theater kid. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So I remember watching it when I was, you know, when I was there. Um, and I was like, you know, this is actually a really good show. Um, I don't really understand the hype of the show, but I didn't understand like the the just levels of hypeness to the show, especially considering, you know, the subject matter. So then I was like okay this was really good um this was a really good show the, the music was good the acting the cast was great the ensemble cast oh chef's kiss um and so then i remember we had to like talk about it in our class like the day after and like the white kid the white theater kids were eating this shit up they were like this is one of the best shows i've ever ever seen in my life I just, I just love the whole concept around it. Mind you, this was also kind of like in that whole Obama leaving Trump running thing. So it was, we were already like stoking that whole anti-immigrant phase. So, you know, I, I guess it was quote unquote relevant. I don't know. So now as I look back from that, which was, that was like what, five years ago that I watched it and I watch it here on Disney plus my god there were there were some issues <laughs> there was a lot of issues so i don't know how you guys want to tackle it 
Um, we could talk about the good parts of Hamilton, the actual history and historical context of Hamilton, or Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't know which order we should go, um, but you guys, you take your pick. Let's start with Lin-Manuel Miranda, because I guess if you're not right. a fan of Hamilton musicals or, um, or are familiar with who he is as a person, go ahead. I Okay, to start with, I don't even know what kind of direction you're trying to take this in. So that's why I'm a little hesitant about because <laughs> I have opinions. I have opinions. I, and you I have too opinions, have opinions. And I'm neutral because I know nothing. Yeah, come on. Actually, she watched the show. Yeah, yesterday. So You did? All right. So let's start with... Um, yeah. Yeah. But I watched it out of order, so... And you watched most of it, though, so you yeah. pretty much have a good gist. Uh, all right. Um, so let's start with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> is a writer, composer, artist. He uh, He's written music for... He's written all of Hamilton. He has a Tony Award-winning show, uh, In the Heights. I think Hamilton also won a Tony? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure they sweep the Tonys. <laughs> yeah. Um, In the Heights, which is one of the best musicals. Okay, uh, all right. Hold on, let's let's just stop there. Let's just stop <laughs> there. Okay, In the Heights is one of the best musicals of all fucking time. I debate the wall. I don't care. In the Heights is one of the best. <laughs> the the we soundtrack no is solid. Criticism. The soundtrack is solid from front to back. The sound, the, the the soundtrack was solid. Okay, the cast you had, um, you had Anthony Ramos. Oh fuck, I forgot who the other uh, was. The other people. Ah, this is killing point me. Point is, the the cast was solid. Uh, the soundtrack was phenomenal. It include it, it incorporated a lot of Latin beats, a little bit of like rap, a whole bunch of different types of Spanish types of Spanish music, and Carnaval del Barrio. That shit goes hard. And it goes hard okay. every time. And I that's it. Period. End of story. So yes. So yeah. So he wrote In the Heights. That was actually his first musical, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of like really pushed for it to be on Broadway. And it did. And it did really well. Um, and then he was also, I think he was also in Bring It On. Yes. He also co-wrote uh, Bring It On. Either co-wrote or co-wrote the music for Bring It On, the musical. And then- he also has his uh, short 15-minute-ish play uh 21 chump street story about um the kid who got coerced by a police officer into selling her weed oh, and then I got locked up for about that one yes oh um uh fuck me it was about wasn't it about like naomi or something like that no naomi was the the fake name that the police officer had i know because i'm you're thinking of the song right yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck, 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 fuck. Justin, Justin, Justin something. Anyways, yeah, it's about a true story, whatever. So all of this to say that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is no stranger to writing musicals about uh, people's stories, basically. From In the mm-hmm. Heights, the story of a small Washington neighborhood, I think vaguely based on his, you know, his street. Yeah, to, um, vaguely. To this, vaguely. Yes. Um, Justin LeBoy to this, the story of Justin LeBoy, uh, someone who was in school, had good prospects, but the undercover police went in there. He fell in love with one of the police officers. He asked her to prom. A lot of stuff happened. It's a short 14 minute musical. If you have YouTube, I recommend going on it, watching it and just, 
uh, kind of getting a feel for Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical style. He's also written music for Moana. He was on the oh, Electric yeah. Company. So he's... <laughs> I did. I we talked about this electric oh, Moana? company no he wrote music for Moana yeah. but he did he did yeah. so and he was on yeah so Lemon so, Miranda is no stranger to being like that type of person so he's what were you saying I'm sorry I'm cutting you off I was just gonna say if it's one thing that that man has is his pen game god damn that nigga can write some fucking songs that shit is good as hell oh fact so now let's talk about his Hamilton performance right so, again, I watched this five years ago, um, and I remember Lin-Manuel Miranda being good. You know, I remember, it be, I remember you know, him being sort of cent- center stage in most of the story, because obviously he cast himself as him. Now, as I watch this on Disney+, Plus, I, I literally scream. I'm just like, why did this man write himself into this story with this ensemble cast of Renee Elise, Anthony Ramos, um, Leslie Odom Jr., Philippa Sue, the list goes on with talented, talented singers. David Diggs. The father of my children that he does not know yet. But anyways. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page about David Diggs. Yes. It's like it's fine as hell. Oh my god. Fine. Fine. We're fine. Uh, like fine oh man. my god. Fine man. Yes. Ugh. But then so then how do you write yourself as the lead of this musical where this musical is basically songs tying a plot? How do you write yourself as the lead to sing most of these songs when you cannot Sing. It's <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, theater kid. Hold on, theater kid. Here we're coming from the we're coming from the musical side of this shit. Me. Yes, I am. Me. Remember? Eight years yep. classically trained and a singer. Fuck. I don't care. Without shush it's my turn to speak thank you um <laughs> i i will i will give it to lin-manuel miranda when he writes things for the stage play he writes them for himself too so he is aware that his, he's not a singer the only song oh he's aware hamilton that's like that first of all shut the fuck up second of all um the only song where he's singing singing per se is Eye of the Hurricane, which still stands to that's my least favorite song. Sleep. That shit, like, I was falling asleep <laughs> when I heard that shit. <laughs> my, my eyes were closing. <laughs> that shit was knocking me the fuck out. In oh every God. other part of it, it's it's... It's him using a kind of rough, raspy type of uh, sing-song, rappy voice. He's he's doing more of that in all other songs. There's really not a song where he sings. Okay, he can't sing. Aside from like a couple of like Eliza's, but that's the point. That's the point. It's supposed to sound like that. It's supposed to sound round, raspy, because that's what Hamilton in the show is. Is no, we're doing character analysis right now. We're we're analyzing Hamilton here. That's what oh. what I feel like Hamilton in the show is like as his own 
portrayal. He's he's rough around the edges, you know. To quote it, to quote Lin Manuel himself, he's a diamond in the rough. You know, he's he's not supposed to sound like super super melodic and soft when he is cast. And I've and I've heard recordings when he's cast as more melodic and like um, it it changes the character dynamic the same way you know. And it works for the show. That's why the music is good. It works with the background. It works. Uh, it works with it. Is what I have to say about it. Like I understand the thought of casting a, a better singer, but he didn't really write any singing parts for Alexander. He wrote all the singing parts for Philippa So's part for uh, Angelica Eliza, who carry on their melodic tones. When you hear their intros, the uh, basically helpless and satisfied, you can see that he works towards incorporating their amazing um for for angelica her amazing alto and for eliza her amazing head voice you know so so i think it does actually make sense that he casted either himself or somebody similar to that because if you look at the next couple of broadway casts and i actually listened to a couple of um other versions of the production with kimura and even she knows she noticed that like it doesn't sound the same when um when it's somebody with a more melodic voice that's singing his his stuff, you know? So that's what I have to say. Like, I understand your grievance, but also Alexander had very few singing, singing parts. But this man took up 80% of this? All right. All right. All right. But that's not how it's written. I let you speak. I let you speak. Okay. Uninterrupted. <laughs> all right. So listen to me. All right. Can oh, you know what is a Broadway musical. This is a musical that was, that, mind you, was upward of 500 to almost three grand a ticket at its heyday. When I am seeing the musical, I expect the people in the musical to sing, especially the main character, Alexander Hamilton. So the fact that this nigga is whining on a beat while your whole ensemble cast is singing belts around you bothers me. It bothers me a lot. <laughs> yes, it but, does. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm not done. I'm not done. Mm-hmm. I'm not done. All okay. I'm saying is we're, I am just ah. saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, take, let's take an account for one of the songs, Dear Theodosia, where it's Leslie Odom Jr. and Alexander Hamilton singing about their respective loves while they're in war or whatever. You have Leslie Odom Jr. starting off the song, sing, singing, you know, with such a great just tone and, you know, really like um, evoking the emotions that are supposed to be, you know, that are supposed to be in the song. And then you have fucking Lynn coming in, just fucking Eliza. <laughs> like, you see the cognitive dissonance? The cognitive dissonance? All most of the time, the cast is trying to help this nigga get on key, and he's just not following at all. At all, and it's it's irritating. It's so so irritating. <laughs> I just I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't. I, he 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 got away with it within the heights. Okay, within the heights, you could get away with this because Usnavi wasn't like he was a big character, but he wasn't like. It was it, like the focus wasn't exactly on him, but with this man being a majority of the fucking show and he's not singing in a Broadway musical, I have issues. I got issues. 
I got issues. <laughs> I understand I got issues. what you're saying, but I but I also feel like that's what makes this musical work. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't have the same appeal without Lin Manuel Miranda's iconic, characteristic voice. You know, like it. Whether or not you know, like whether or not you agree with me or not, it his voice, the raspiness is. It's going back to the point that I was saying. It characters. Mm-hmm. It characterizes. It works with the character that he's written. He's written yeah. Alexander to be this scrappy, rough, like abrasive person. So yes, his songs are not going to be as melodic. And there is a- another character actually in a Broadway show that does the exact same thing. In Singing in the Rain, there is a there is a character, one of the one of the leading actresses' wife, and the whole joke in the show is that she can't sing. And it's a talented actress and she just, she just, she doesn't, she isn't able to sing. So it's not even the first time that this has happened. So I understand no, I'm not what saying, you mean yeah. and where you're coming from. But I, I do think that the, I think it works for the characterization is what I'm saying. And also, and I, also I, I feel like he, you're, you're ignoring the real tragedy here, which is he wrote himself into a play where three different women fall in love with him. So really. Oh, oh <laughs> I was going to get there. I was, was going to get married. there. Don't, don't, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry, baby girl. I was going to get there. I was going to get there with that ass. Especially considering <laughs> that he wrote himself to be like this man who, you know, is so intelligent and so smart and da 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 da. And, you know, when I was first watching it, I never really understood why Burr hated him. I just thought that nigga was a hater. But, like, watching this now, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I would have shot his ass too. I would have shot his ass too. This man is dumb. Not only is he a serial cheater, he's a liar. He doesn't work well with a with the with a team, which is essentially what a government is. You work well with the team. And then he told his son, "Oh, I guess spoilers. I oh, I forgot. I forgot that was a thing. Um, the bitch. Is I on mean, the- if we were talking about and honestly, yeah, and if I you, mean, yeah." It doesn't take away from anything, honestly. It's in, it's yeah. on the soundtrack, so it doesn't really take away from anything. Us telling you the story, it's like if you know history, you know how it ends. <laughs> yeah, and then and then this man has the nerve to tell his goddamn son, "Yeah, when you go to a duel, you don't actually shoot him; you turn around, huh? <laughs> what? And point your gun at the sky. Yeah, like I never understood that. It's like so you what? Like I." Like, imagine he shook, but he got shot. Like, what the hell? I mean, he would have died regardless. No, he would have died regardless. Iker didn't wait till 10. Iker shot at 7. Okay, so he should have shot at 5. That's why I would have told my son. I was like, don't wait till fucking 10. Bitch, I would have shot at 1. The fuck? Okay, one thing. The fuck? Just. Anyways, okay. So yeah, so then Lin Manuel, you know, wrote himself to be the lead of this play because he saw that no one else could write this play, and like I don't know if he was trying to make Alexander Hamilton like um like sympathetic as a character because like when I was watching this, I was like I actually don't like this nigga. Like he's actually kind of an asshole. Not kind of. Yeah, he I, don't is think, an asshole. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Alex was ever supposed to be sympathetic. I think people sympathize with him, but they shouldn't. I don't- well, when I was watching, like, when I remember like press interviews, like I don't know, he he made he made uh 
him sound a lot more like yeah you know he's sort of the embodiment of the american dream and he was just a young and scrappy lad who did you know like he was really like bolstering him as like a character you you know you want to empathize with but like i don't want to empathize with this nigga i was empathizing more with burr to be honest because he just kept getting sidetracked um and just left the i empathized Sorry. more with eliza listen i listen i fuck both of them fuck burr fuck angelica really actually fuck angelica um huh? fuck um fuck angelica i said what i said damn Sis came oh up here. She got mad at him when, 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 oh, my dearest Angelica, like, shut the fuck up. You can't, you can't be honestly be mad at him that he cheat, like, that he cheated on your sister with Mariah when you're literally sending flirty letters back and forth with her, your sister's husband. I feel like you're the more fucked up one here. Nah. Mariah owed nobody loyalty other than her husband. But I mean, she she's not wrong. She someone's not wrong. My dearest, I mean, she's not Angelica. wrong. Like Angelica was a bad bitch. Yes, Thanks. but honestly, but okay. fuck her for that attitude and fuck she her for that mentality. Be, so that's why I say fuck have her. A, a hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what no, no, no. Away. As an older sister, you can't have both. You can't you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to let my sister have it and I'm going to feel bad about it. And then also be like, oh, but I'm going to flirt with it on the side. Like, no, don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. That's, yeah. that's dirty. That's scummy. That, it's just scummy. Anyway, so I stand Eliza and only Eliza. Uh, yeah. uh, musical Eliza. IRL Eliza. She was uh, in historical context. <laughs> Oh, don't worry we'll get to that historical context because that needs to be talked about but then oh. so then let's talk about when men well as a person <laughs> you know um did y'all know that his like parents were um like multi-millionaires like multi-millionaire like international what like, yeah what yeah what? His, his dad was like a multi-millionaire banker and then he was uh, he was able to have like a lot of like political control in Puerto Rico and um, so what the fuck was he was doing on like freaking PBS Kids like I want I want to know um hold on there's like a oh, fuck I should have saved this thread like why am I so fucking dumb so you know Lin Manuel Miranda uh he uh he uh um he kind of supported a bill in Puerto Rico that kind of undermined their autonomy as a territory he did that um when he brought hamilton to puerto rico in order to help with um the hurricane that happened there to help raise money Mm -hmm. uh he didn't he was doing it out of school i think um uh-huh. So yeah, so he so Lin Manuel Miranda, he supported the Promesa bill, which was a bill that was supposed to help Puerto Rico during the economic recession that happened in like 2006. Um mm-hmm. basically it like created this board that oversaw Puerto Rico's economy and like recovery, quote unquote, but these people had way too much power and jurisdiction. Um and then he lobbied for the bill. Lin Manuel lobbied for the bill, and it was essentially just um, it like undermined a lot of the actual government of Puerto Rico. And then they ended up like cutting a lot of like essential public services, like health and infrastructure and things like that. And it also led to like the closing of two hundred schools. 
so yeah so that was cute um uh so yeah and then with the whole thing with the hurricane and him wanting to bring the play um he wanted to bring it at a particular the university of puerto rico he wanted to show it in their theater but um it was gonna like deplace some of the students that were already there and that uh, and honestly a lot of the students just a lot of puerto ricans there just didn't want him there because they just thought he's like the puerto rican version of like an uncle tom to them so they were like no uh, like why you bring this here and then he kind of just ignored them um and he like went to a different school to perform it but then he was like low-key shading them like uh they're protesting me like they're protesting such a good thing and uh, and she like that. so basically what i'm just trying to say is that like lemon wells oh he also said the n-word um so that's you know that's cute so then oh, wow. you know um it was kind of recently i think and i've also seen that he like said the n-word in like the official hamilton book like hamilton the musical book like it was in there too i remember i remember that shit going around and then you know as, a, as someone who was a former lin-manuel stand i was like damn um yikes <laughs> yikes i did not know this and so i was just like uh ah. <laughs> Oh, Eek. you know, here the conversation goes for, you know, how do you enjoy things by people who aren't necessarily that great? You know, the art from the artist conversation. I don't know if we want to really dig into that. I don't know. I just think sometimes, like, people really do be digging deep for shit. Like, people really do be digging deep for shit. And I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to like, I don't know. I just feel like if you dig for dirt, I mean, I feel like if you go to, what do I say? How do I say this? If you go into a dumpster looking for trash, you're always going to find it. Like, you know, like human beings are human beings. People do things because they, they, they have the right intentions. They, they think that their perspective is right. And, you know, we've all fucked up in one way or another. And I feel like if every time something successful, like something good comes out of somebody, you look for the negative negativities, all you're ever going to find is negativity. Like, and I don't want to say that these are small things because no, they're, they're fucked up things. You know, the lobbying, the bill, um, I don't know his intentions with that. I honestly don't keep up with the, with the political climate of Puerto Rico. I have really never, never really thought about it or, you know. Um, other than donating to the funds when, you know, when, when the hurricane happened, I don't really know about Puerto Rico as a territory and keep up with their politics and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. I just feel like everybody's always looking for something on somebody, which is kind of annoying. You know, that is true. But I think it also goes to a larger part is that you can't like celebrate celebrities or put celebrities on a pedestal. And stuff like that because they're always going to disappoint you exactly every time so i really don't be putting nobody on a pedestal i i just i listen i wasn't even like i'm not even a lin-manuel stan i just like his yeah. art and i like uh what he's managed to do and at some point we have to have the conversation is when are good intentions just like not enough or when are good intentions enough to cover because i feel like there's acts like like certain things there's acts that are just you have to kind of forgive because not you know you you can't hold it against lynn that his parents were rich you know not when you consider that he's consistently put forward efforts to help um you know people experience things and whether and for him it's theater he cares a lot about music theater and stuff like that so of course that's where he he puts most of his efforts in right exposing kids to art and one can say that there's a benefit in that 
like one of my favorite like one most of my best times from high school are from you know being in orchestra you know being in for you i'm sure you enjoyed theater i'm sure you enjoyed drama and all that stuff and i know you probably you definitely enjoyed going to hamilton to watch it and it's not an opportunity that you would have had if he hadn't created the whole program what was it a ham for a ham like $10? i forgot what it was yeah i forgot what it was Pretty sure it was called ham for him yeah i mean i i get what you're saying um you know it's like with every artist there's gonna be a critique of them and and then there comes the sort of the conversations like do you support their art um or do you just like remove the artist from the art but it's like you can't do that with hamilton because this nigga's essentially the 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 main character god damn it (laughs) but i mean at the same i don't know i was i was reading the thread yeah like i said it, it paints him in a bad light and to be fair also he's been receiving this hamilton criticism really well all things considering you know there are people and and i've seen this since the day it debuted it like up to leading up everybody was super excited for it and then like as soon as it dropped everybody was like is hamilton kind of tone deaf blah 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 is it this this and that i'm just like okay well see now we're seeing that it always it always tends to happen yeah now we could get to that conversation <laughs> well, well, okay, let's move on to that conversation, sure. Yes. So, you know, I remember watching it again, um, five years ago. You know, subtle flex. Ha ha ha. Now I'm playing. But um I remember watching it and I remember leaving the theater and I was like, um, okay. I remember thinking of Hamilton as like, oh yeah, he was like, you know, in sort of my naivete. I was like, oh, Hamilton was one of those guys who didn't, you know, he wasn't a slave owner. But then I was like remembering the show, and I was like, and again, this is. I'm so sorry to David Diggs. He doesn't. He did not deserve this to be casted as that man. But it's just like, um, he was casted. The whole Thomas Jefferson thing, like they're making Thomas Jefferson seem like cool and snazzy, and I was just like, this nigga owned slaves, a lot of them. What was it like, two hundred slaves? <laughs> and a, yeah, and like. The slave and a slave at that time was like it was like the equivalent of like forty k. You know how much two hundred fucking slaves, two hundred plus slaves, forty k a person. You know something, but you know it's kind of like when we're like taught history, it's like we don't really, especially like in American history, um, in public. You like, shit in American you're history. Really taught, you're not really taught the severity of slavery, right? But so at the time I was like, okay, this feels a little, this feels a little odd. But overall, this is a great music, a great musical. So then, as I'm watching this, as I'm rewatching this, the more and more I think about this, the more and more I'm just like, what the hell was this supposed to be? <laughs> like, really, like, as having black and brown people as slave owners, and then and then you're removing the fact. Because I actually like looked into it a little bit more, and you're removing the fact that the Schuyler sisters' father also owned slaves. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And uh, even yeah. though Hamilton and, bought and traded slaves for for uh, for Angelica, yeah. I'm pretty sure one of them. Oof! Yeah. And it's like it's it's like all that combined. It it's really 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 missing the mark of what the show is supposed to be about. You know the the American and you know how he has all these lines about oh well i wouldn't sell slaves to i think it was like during one of the rap battles with him and thomas jefferson 
It's like, yeah, I, well, I, I was during the cabinet. And I'm just like, I'm just like this. All of these niggas were selling slaves. All of these niggas had slaves, selling them, exporting them. So I was just like, this is so bizarre. This is so so bizarre. This, this is bizarre. And it's like, and it's like looking at it now. And considering the time we were kind of in when Hamilton came out, it was kind of like a, I don't want to, this is not true, but a lot of like, especially white liberals were motioning this idea of like a post-racial society, racial society, words, but um, yeah, they were sort of hankering this idea of like a post-racial society because we have Obama and Obama's sort of the pinnacle of what we sort of envisioned the world. And so, you know, with Hamilton, it's just, it's just really adding on to that conversation and stuff. And I also remembered a lot, like so many white liberals were eating this up. And then it was only like a couple, like later on where I heard, especially from a lot of like black um, authors and just sort of writers and essayists, like talking about how Hamilton is like at best, willfully um willfully ignorant on just sort of actual american history and what that's supposed to mean to at worst almost revisionism um and revisionism of the actual history of these actual men and why we should not be celebrating them having sold out blockbuster (laughs) musicals and so and so i just i question you know i really questioned the point of hamilton like the actual point of hamilton <laughs> like now that you bring it up like it makes me like mm-hmm. re like watch it in my head mm-hmm. and like it also brings up the question like what yeah like your your question is a really good point like what was the point really? what was the point <laughs> um but yeah but i guess it's, it's not it, a, mm-hmm. i'm not saying it wasn't toned up uh but i think like in lynn's own words he he says it's uh he was trying to re-envision history of America then, of America now, with America now. And I think it might have also just been a ploy, a grab to try to push more uh, actors of color onto Broadway to try to make that slightly more accessible. It kind of missed the mark there too, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, yeah, it, it does seem a little revisionist. I think I think you shouldn't go into Hamilton thinking that it is uh, exactly what history what what history was you shouldn't go into hamilton thinking that this is a a story of like like the actual alexander hamilton no uh i think lynn used it as like a kind of a basis to try to push what what at essentially at 2000 when did it come out it came out it was during obama's administration right so we were kind of in a in a way different political climate which is why i feel like it feels so cynical now but if you think about it in its like original context, which is like we felt it felt like we, this is what we were leading into. We were leading into finally like being able to see people of color in the White House in different places, trying to be to make the American dream for ourselves and not just for stuffy old white guys. You know? It did not age well, y'all. It did not. No, it. Yeah, I think it that's the kind not. of the thing, right? It didn't age yeah. well because of Donald Trump <laughs> and because of what happened oh. immediately after that. The I'm not denying that it was like it. It seems like revisionism. It, I don't honestly. I would argue that it is revisionism at this point, especially like rewatching it now because it's just like it's one thing to not always be historically accurate. You know, that's not that's not the thing 
that I'm going to like stay harp on, you know, because I understand you have to, you have to sort of ignore or like maybe add things in order to, so it could fit in sort of a narrative framework. My problem is, is that this one, one, we have to recognize that Lin-Manuel is a white Latino man who comes from considerable wealth and, you know, has no relation to the black experience, especially the black experience in America um and so this kind of like this happy-go-lucky you know play is really what's killing me because it's just like you it's it's one like i said it's one thing to sort of fit history and how you writing this story it's another thing to cherry pick history in order to especially history of the founding fathers in order to you know demonize other characters but but add empathy to you no know, other characters while well, everybody was doing the same shit. You know what I mean? You can't. You know say what that, that sounds like though. What you know what, what? that sounds like though? <laughs> U.S. education system and U.S. history. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <But> yeah. <clears throat> Oof. <laughs> yeah. You can't talk about Thomas Jefferson and how you know he wasn't the best person because he was selling slaves and then put George Washington and Hamilton, you know, on pedestals talking about, yeah, you know, they're above that. Everybody owned fucking slaves. Especially all of these rich yeah, white every- men. Yeah, and you all can't, of them you can't owned ignore, slaves. You can't ignore that. You can't ignore that. Like, that's a, that's a pivotal thing. Especially if your whole, if the whole story, right? Especially from how I remembered and how it was marketed, is that this is a story of the American dream. This is a story of an immigrant who came and through will and perseverance, you know, fought for his image of what America should be and how he was fighting for freedom, how all these people were fighting for freedom. But yet these niggas had people in captivity. <laughs> and then to yep. top it Fun off- fact. Fun fact. Aaron Burr was the only one who was an abolitionist. He was an abolitionist. Oh. Aaron Burr, the only one. Okay, so, and it's like, that's a fun fact, ain't it? And then, and then you're having, yeah, and then you're having these actors, these black and brown actors play slaveholders. I'm pretty sure, probably some of the people in that cast probably are, are direct descendants of slaves. And so to have that, it's like will, it's like almost like it literally makes no sense. Hamilton makes no sense as a show, as the framework, <laughs> as the the essential building of the show doesn't make sense because it's not rooted in actual history. It's rooted on this revised, you know, romanticized history. And then now, as I'm really thinking, as I was watching and I was thinking about it, I was also thinking about In the Heights and also thinking about, you know, Lin-Manuel and his sort of role in that. And I'm just like, if this man was, have, was the father of a multi-millionaire writing about a play about poor Latinx people in Washington Heights. The cognitive dissonance. <laughs> the cognitive dissonance. I'll, I still fuck with in Heights though. I, but the cognitive dissonance that is in there. And, and, and it shows so much in Hamilton. There is no, there is no, there's a huge disconnect on what the show is supposed to be about and the actual writing of the show and the writing of the characters and who are who are we supposed to root for and who are we supposed to um 
villainized when this is not history. Yeah. This is not a show. And then mm-hmm. Lynn put a lot of himself into this musical and he didn't even realize it because you know what Alexander does? You know when he gets power? You know when Alexander actually gets any type of clout and power? After he marries Eliza. After he marries the affluent white woman. After he marries Eliza. That's when he gets real power. That's the only, mm-hmm. that's actually the only reason I think he got power. It's like, yeah, he was like the general's right hand man, but it's only after he meets like Eliza does he is he able to continue to push and push and push, you know? So yeah, I guess I like it's a, uh, I don't know. I feel like Lynn put a little bit of himself right there. It's like he knows that like, you know, that's your money. Like, I don't know. I was going somewhere with that and then I lost the train of thought. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, so ignoring just the blatant just lies, lies in Hamilton. <laughs> just have to realize that because because we're not addressing this or touching upon this like it defeats the whole purpose of the fucking show (laughs) i like it just defeats the whole purpose it defeats the whole purpose because it's like you can't you can't market the show as like a show that is about you know you know the immigrants of the united states who came and made it what it really was and then not address a, a big aspect of this life which was slaves which was motherfucking slaves. <laughs> and if we're gonna, if you're gonna try to make a, a cause you know, at the, I, I know that, and you know, white, white libs are eating this up. They're still eating this up as of now. A lot of them are saying that this is timely, which uh, <laughs> like y'all just, you just want to piss black people Oof. off. But anyway, but yeah. And I remember the white libs were eating this up back then as they were saying, you know, this is a story of immigrants, you know, and the American dream being played by the sons and daughters of immigrants. And and then I was just I'm so then I'm just like this is this is not a show about Hamilton. This is a romanticized version or really the American school system version of what we think, you know, America is with Lynn Manuel Miranda being center stage. That's essentially what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> uh, as a piece of art it is magnificent it has wonderful music uh you could say a lot about revisionism but the writing is great it's emotional it's moving lynn Manuel miranda is a phenomenal writer like he's a phenomenal storyteller i, but I, that, I will that is no, i can't take is. his pen yeah this is this is revisionism this is literally revisionism in a play this is a story <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I that's why I said that's why I started off. You can't take that nigga's pen away from him. He has he's an amazing songwriter. He he's an amazing playwright. It it works. The fact that this man was able to make a two and a half hour play on a on a dead ass man that that has been dead for nearly two hundred years or or more. <laughs> You know, speaks to the fact that this man could write a story, but where okay. he loses, so, I just, uh, I, I just, sorry. Let me just end it with here is that with Lin Manuel, there's just a huge disconnect on what he thinks is supposed to be progressive and what is just like what his romanticization of the barrio of El Barrio, you know, in Washington Heights versus what it, it really is and who and who actually lives there. It's not just, you know, light skinned Latina light skin Latinx people. Like they're they come in all shades. There's Afro a lot of Afro Latinos live there. But you know, there's neither here nor there. Again, we're not talking about in the heights, even though I still think in the heights is one of the best places. Anyways, so yeah. So I just think there's 
I don't think he realizes that disconnect is the thing. But yeah, I think with him, yeah, I think he'll figure it out. I think with the with the media shitstorm that has been brewing over ugh, Hammer film, <laughs> it, it it's gotta click. Maybe, hopefully, if he's a good, if it's I don't know, if he's a good enough person, it'll click. If it doesn't, well, mm, well, he's a white Latino man, so I. I don't, I, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. I give okay. people the benefit of the doubt, so I'm going to hope for the best. I but fun facts about, fun facts, shit that like Hamilton got wrong. Um, Angelica Schuyler was married uh, before she met uh, Alexander. Never had a romance. She was already married. Uh, the Schuyler sisters weren't the only three people to be to be born to uh, whatever Senator Schuyler at that point. He They definitely had sons. Uh, he had sons. What was it? Actually, between between what was it the the first murder trial, the Levy Wings trial, actually happened. I feel like tw- I think it was like twenty years after uh, they actually said it does. It's not at the same time as the film. They kind of just put it in there to I don't know. I guess advance the plot. They changed the dates okay. on that. Um, what was I going to say? There was other stuff I knew. Oh, Aaron Burr never ever felt sorry for shooting hamilton ever that he should <laughs> take that nigga out yo he never aaron burr was a straight shooter fuck aaron burr was like yeah i shot him and i'd do it again <laughs> <laughs> um actually uh after philip schuyler died after philip schuyler after philip uh hamilton died in his battle with uh george eaker um his younger sister actually got really sick. She got very mentally ill from it from because she was very close to her brother. And then she remained what psychologists back then called like an eternal child. So she had a lot of trauma. Well, so, you know, I want to talk about sort of the good things about the show, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I still think he, this is one, probably one of the best ensemble casts. The Broadway play, period, period. Not including Lynn. Everyone held their own for this fucking show. This show was this, amazing singers, amazing singers. One of my favorite singers in the show, Renee Elise. Yes, we're going to give her her motherfucking flowers, okay? Because that bitch could sing, sing down a house, okay? <laughs> Satisfied, yes. one of the best songs on this goddamn soundtrack. Period. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Satisfied, yeah. She satisfied and take a break. Show. She carried the first half of the show on her motherfucking back. Her and Philippa So, oh my god, Ugh. carried her carried and Philippa the carried the whole show. And and carried let's not forget Peggy. Oh my god, what her, what's her name? Oh my god, what is the and name Peggy. of no? Oh my god. I feel bad. She was only in like one song. No, that girl. No, she was Mariah Reynolds too. No, I mean, uh, but Al- as, Alicia as, as Peggy. Oh, as Peggy. I'm, yeah, she was only yeah. Peggy died. Oh, that's the one I wanted to remember. Peggy died at like eighteen, I think. She died real young. Oh, that's why she wasn't in the. I wonder why she wasn't in the show. Peggy died. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we talk about? Okay, so we watched the show, right? Can we talk about Ariana DeBoss? Debose, D-E-B-O-S-E, Debose? No, Ariana Debose. She plays, uh, she doesn't have a character name. She was the dancer with her hair up into like a small bun and poof, she's the first one to die outside of ex- outside of Alexander's mom and cousin after the exposition. She gets her head 
snapped for suspecting espionage. She plays what is essentially called the bullet. She is one of my favorite parts of the show. She is um, she is narrative. She's a narrative device. She is called the bullet, and she is essentially the harbinger of death, right? So she gets her net snapped uh, very early in the play, like literally within the first act of the show, like within the first two songs, two or three songs, she gets her neck snapped. And then for the rest of the time, she ends up being like what I said, a harbinger of death. So she, she's the one who holds the bullet that um, passes uh, right over Hamilton's head when uh, during stay alive, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I have never seen the general so despondent. And like, she's holding a bullet that goes right over his head. It narrowly misses him. And then later on, she, she's, dancing and she high fives um john lawrence as he kills a british soldier and then after that john lawrence dies is the next one to die she's the one who hands burr the pen and the book that'll and the letter that'll eventually lead to hamilton's death she she's also one of the girls that um philip's philip hamilton was flirting with uh so he was literally flirting with death and he's she's the one who pointed out george eaker him so she had one singing line which is a i saw him just up broadway that that girl Mm -hmm. and then in the last scene she's literally holding the bullet from burr's gun she is a phenomenal dancer she was amazing i found myself really staring at the background dancers because of her specifically Mm. but i feel like that's just such a such a wonderful narrative that like i I feel like a lot of people just didn't notice in the first half oh but she's great yeah so we got to give her her clout. Yes, we do. Um, again, mm-hmm. Leslie Odom Jr. Amazing, amazing. One of again next to satisfied. The next favorite song. Wait for it. Amazing, 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 amazing. Anthony Ramos. You know, oh, he's he's I. He's always he's always been solid ever since in the Heights. He's always been he's always been solid, bro. But he, but also him in the show, chef's catch, chef's catch, bitch. Oh my god, my his. We gotta uh, get to the man of the his, hour. His little wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. Can I can I just can I just praise Anthony Ramos for a hot second? Oh my god, for yes. his um, I may not live to see our glory. The story of tonight when he starts yeah. it, I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, I, I, oh, I feel it in my heart, and then. And you know that scene that wasn't in the soundtrack. Holy shit! So. When he was singing that, I was like, I was like, ouch, ouch. No, I mean in the scene when he was in the, you know, when John Lawrence dies and the letter from yeah. his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! When he's singing the story of tonight. Oh my god! When I tell you the story of tonight is one of my favorite fucking songs in this musical. I, I mean it. I love this song specifically because of Anthony Ramos. Because Anthony Ramos has a way of just putting so much emotion into his voice and his vibrato is so solid that i'm just like ugh. Mm. okay so the man of the hour man of the hour you already knew this shit was coming you already Brrr. knew what the fuck was going on you already knew what the fuck was going on here mr david say his name motherfucking baby the sexy big god oh my god big dick baller David Diggs. Oh, baller. What's going on here? <laughs> yes, he is. All right. Listen. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, this man. Care. Read. Oof. Like that, man. I know man. this is going to sound weird, but like, I want to give him a hair treatment. Like, is that weird? 
You wanna, you wanna like, I, I want, I want to like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kamora's like, I would, I would have no bigger grace than to be able to oil this man's hair. <laughs> oh, I just want to be conditioned. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I said what I said. I'll say it again. Do you like eucalyptus on roots, babe? Mm. I bet you love that cold, tingly. Want some olive oil on the scalp? <sighs> just rub it in. I regret being friends with you guys sometimes. You know, <laughs> sometimes I really do regret it, regretting friendship here. <laughs> but yes, David digs. Oh. First of all, incredible singer. Second of all, incredible rapper. Third of all, incredible actor. To be to to be able to switch from the whole French, the Frenchman Lafayette, you know, to old, you know, Jimmy Jazzy, Thomas Jefferson. I would never imagine I would say a sentence like that. But, <laughs> but the way Jazzy. he just <laughs> and Thomas Jefferson. Anyways. But the way he's able to really navigate through and make it so seamless is like I I can't I can't see it for anybody else. I can't I can't I can't I he's amazing. Oh, and then he's fine. He's fine. Like he's you know he's he's one of those people where you definitely have to pay attention. You have to like literally like you can't take the, your eyes off of them because they're whatever i don't know what you would call it i don't know like they're i don't want to say swag because i feel like that's corny but just the way he carries Enchanting, himself it's charismatic a yeah there you alluring, go alluring the way he carries charming. himself is just, it's very it's, it's very big dick energy you know it's just it's swinging you know <sighs> baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> his little dance in um uh what did i miss oh. Beautiful, hilarious, enchanting. He just takes up the whole stage. He literally, I could not focus on the background dancers when he was on stage. Not at which all. Is, which is something I found myself doing in every other piece of it. He has so much stage energy. And then even when the whole ensemble cast is on and he's performing, you know, my eyes just tend to go towards him. And it's like the power that that has, you know, the intelligence that that has, the inspiration that that has. It, it's just it's it's almost speechless david Diggs, you know i i wonder do he got oh. a do he got a, uh do he got somebody and do they fight because <laughs> i'm just i'm just it's saying I'm, yeah i'm just gonna say Has you know, I, his I'll girlfriend jelaine goodwin she don't sound like she they have fight. a dog it's over oh she's pretty though she's so oh, pretty well. oh my god that's she don't sound jelaine she can't fight Jelaine Woodwin. Jelaine. Jelaine. Man. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut this out of the audio. Just, just <laughs> not expose no. Yasmin for how terrible that is. Oh, my God. I'll leave it in, but I won't be happy about it. Um, I, You're the hater. I'm not a hater. I just, I just, I, I was just wondering if he was, uh, if he, he wasn't. In he has a girlfriend and, and they have a dog together. Fuck the dog. I don't give a fuck about the dog. You can't fight. You got weak ass lungs. Wait the fight. All she would have to do is spray something in your face and you that's it. You'd be you start wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. Come here, bitch. I that's why I got my mother. <laughs> 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 
all she would have to do is like spray it spritz you like twice in the face. You'd be like, <gasps> oh my god. Uh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from harassing Debbie Diggs' poor girlfriend. Like, I wasn't harassing. I was just, I was inquiring. If anything, you guys are creating fair scenarios. <laughs> yes, moving okay, on from him. I think I think my one of my favorite things about Hamilton is the set design. I think maybe because I was always when I when I was the theater kid, I was always the stagehand, and so like set set design and shit like that was always something important to me. And so the way that Hamilton like uses set and like uses the space, especially considering that they don't really change it up for the most part. Like they change it up, but it's um with like different props and stuff, but like the entirety of the stage is pretty much what it is mm-hmm. for most of the show. Like the spinning stage. Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh bitch. Okay, one thing that I hated about Hamilton in the film is like the camera angles and how it didn't get like the full effect, especially when it came to satisfied. When it was like that whole rewind part. Because when I saw it like live, I was blown away. I was like, oh, oh, bitch. The way that the stage was like, because the stage, like, um, the spinning wheel like moved backwards and then things were like, they were acting like rewinding. And I was like, oh, oh, y'all really did it to them. <laughs> but then when you watch the film, like, the, the cameras are only focused on like, uh, on Angelica. Her face. Yeah, her yeah. face and, like, upper body. And I was like, damn, like, if you, this was, like, if if at all times y'all needed to back up and really get the full screen and the full pan of things, this is the time. Because this is, that was, like, one of the most, like, innovative um, ways of using that. And I was, mm-hmm. I was, like, blown away. Like, the set design really just adds something, I think, to the entirety of the yeah, show. Yeah, it really, and the fact that the actors are, constantly like the background dancers are climbing it and jumping off it and like like humping it at some points i was like yeah oh okay but hey listen we gave david diggs his props but what about the last of the trio i'm gonna butcher his name uh i can't say i'm gonna butcher it i can't i'm not exactly sure if that's exactly how you pronounce it but i feel like that is I feel like I'm, I'm getting close. He plays Hercules Mulligan and um, oh, James yes. Madison. Two very different characters. And I was like, yo! The fact that they removed all the fucks from it really hurt my feelings. Because really, I get the fuck back I up know. again was Man. one of my favorite lines. And also Southern Man, motherfucking Democratic Republicans. I was like, what? <sighs> Disney and its fucking moderation, moderating thing. Like, I get it. It's Disney Plus, you know. But damn, like, can the grown folks have They said shit. They said (laughs) shit every other sentence. They get to pick and choose. Like, hey, damn. But, you know, shit is, like, kind of, like, it's not seen as, like, a curse word, curse word. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, Like, it's a curse word, but it's, like, a little, it's, like, a little worse than, like, hell or, like, damn. And then, and then, like, fuck is, like, up there in the cursing rank. Well, at least I feel. But... I use fuck so much. I feel like it's lost. It's <laughs> but point is, god damn it! Did uh hit my two favorite lines from this musical are both uttered by 
Hercules uh, by by this man by this man just just ugh. as Hercules Mulligan, I get the you may knock me down but I get the fuck back up again and then also Southern motherfucking Democratic Republicans ugh, the flavor in those lines it didn't hit the same it didn't <laughs> hit the same without the fuck you know if we're gonna also talk about um, underrated actors. Um, in Hamilton, you know, we have to give a, a, a quick shout out to the white man um, in the show who played King George. I remember, oh, I still okay. remember, like, <laughs> yeah, I still remember, like, watching it back then. Like, his parts, like, especially because Hamilton could get really, um, like, drama heavy, um, especially in the later half of the show. Jonathan Gruff? Yes. And so it was really nice to have, like, him just come in as King George and just you know, be the kind of comedic relief. I really like that. Um, he was I get why he had, like, sort of a small role in the show, because, you know, it's supposed to be to focus on the black and brown characters. Uh, well, the mm-hmm. black and brown people playing the show. So, I get it, but, you know, I, I don't know. He was a really great comedic um, comedic sort of actor here, and I, I, I liked it. So, you know, he's he's not yeah, always talking and that was a very powerful song to do while stick straight carrying a bunch of fucking furs and shit on a hot stage. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, I feel like he shouldn't have like really zoomed up on his face when he spit like that. Yo, the spit was real oof. But, yeah, yeah, the, camera, the camera work um, for the actual film is strange, to say the least. Like, the things they zoomed yeah. in on and the things they zoomed out on was just very... Um, weird the angles they would like focus on were weird uh so i was just confused i was confused on this camera work god oh god what was your favorite song though my favorite song um um i could do a top three all right let's do top five songs from hamilton i do not know that many songs y'all i'm just you can just just input what you put say my the one that i liked was the skylar sisters like so they got for you like, really, you didn't that, like you didn't like uh, what did I miss? David Diggs. Oh, I like that too. But like, again, like I watched this like very quickly, like out of order. Like I don't remember all the names of them, so I don't know. No, and now kind of don't remember either. So those two songs is what I got. Y'all can go now. <laughs> um, I would say my top five would also be Skylar Sisters. Um, uh. So, hmm. I'm, I'm gonna come back to uh okay so sky sisters satisfied definitely wait for it um uh fuck uh sorry what did i miss iconic <laughs> um take a break is good how many is that four that's five fuck okay and honorable <laughs> would be who lives who dies and who tells your story um and um helpless oh yeah um i think my top five are i like i said i really love uh the story in in no particular order (laughs) the story of tonight um mm, you like burr's first song i like burr's second song the room where it happens oh the room i love wait for it it's a room where it happens i i i do love helpless i love helpless so much it's like one of my favorite songs Take a break, and actually, I'm annoying, but say no to this. I love say no to this, just because. Oh, oh my god! This was like an actual like song that I, I like I was fucking with from like Monroe. 
And um, Yo. and the other song, Hurricane, I think. No, I you didn't like Hurricane. No, I said I liked Hurricane. That was like actually one of the songs. I did not like Hurricane. Again, it put me to sleep. I was. I did slumped. not like Hurricane. In the eye of a hurricane. Like I, I didn't think it was bad. For there, just the moment. No, no, but I think like oh my god, we are. She is so underrated. They don't use her enough because her. Oh my god, her alto. Her, I don't know if it's alto, but like her, her chest voice. Oh my god, it's her. Yes, I was like, oh my god, I was like, oh, I'm gay. Oh, <laughs> like, am I gay? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess we could just sum up sum up final thoughts. Um, Hamilton the sh- the musical um, is revisionist history. So when you do engage in that. I think you have to be very aware of that and to really understand that and critique that. Um, if you do choose to watch this, you know, because I, I don't believe you should not watch problematic art because it's problematic, but you definitely have to hold it at a different standard. Um, I still think Lin-Manuel Miranda is probably one of the weakest singers in this entire show in comparison. <laughs> um, uh, will forever hold a special place in my heart, and um, I love the ensemble cast, and the ensemble and the ensemble cast will always be valid to me, except for Lynn. Yeah. Final thoughts: Watch Hamilton. It's as a piece of art. It's a wonderful piece of art. Um, as history, as a history lesson, no, don't, don't, Sarah, don't go into it thinking that book. this is history. It's a terrible history. Read, yeah, read a history book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, read unbiased history books. Go do your research, you know. And if you try. need any more reason to watch it, Debbie Diggs. Yeah, if you need any reason to watch it, Debbie Diggs is beautiful. The the um, yeah, the original Broadway cast is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um yeah, just go if you're going to watch it, just watch it with a grain of salt. But do enjoy it cuz it was pretty good. Um all right. So now it's time for us to go to the shit post of the week where each week we as a collective as a team as a collaborative affair find things on the internet that make us laugh and share it with does anyone like to start um i have a short one because this is just something i saw in passing so this one says my girlfriend lives over 200 miles away serving life in prison she just killed her cellmate three guards broke out held an uber driver at gunpoint for a four-hour drive just to see me if they wanted to see you They'll make the effort. And this girl was just like, okay, but like he's busy. He works two jobs. His only day off is Sunday and he's tired. Girl, do you not hear what the fuck she said? <laughs> Shake some ass. But no, like, girl, if you if you wanted to see you, he'd make the effort. That is my shit post of the week. Love that. I don't really, I don't really have a shit post because this one, this one's like a really, really like old joke. But I think this joke is funny as a non-binary person myself who's thinking of renaming themselves to something that I will not disclose here on this podcast in case I don't go through with it. Um, <laughs> um, but someone was saying uh, there was a post that was like, "Oh, how do you know I was non-binary?" And it was like, "Oh, your name is Soup." Spoon. <laughs> Sock. <laughs> I don't know how you don't want people to know that. I just think that's hilarious. Because yes, non-binary people name themselves so randomly. 
terrible. Like, not gonna lie, they're kind of bad names. <laughs> they're bad names. Hey, how are you gonna gender spoon though? How are you gonna gender spoon? Why do you want to be called Spoon Rock. in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Sock is a valid name. <laughs> that was the name of my pet cat. I mean, Alex. Non-binary. Alex is very. Alex is a very you know non-binary. It could be used non-binary by name or no sexes. Yeah. Yeah. Or at yeah. least not a, but, uh, a gendered name. Taylor. Mm, you know. Too common. Taylor's a bit of a. It's like okay, but choose, choosing those names for yourself as a non-binary person is like choosing the name Kai for yourself as a trans guy. Like okay, so it's, like it's every other John trans Doe guy. Equivalent, like yeah, it's, it's just basically naming your kid John Christian. <laughs> How many goddamn Christians did you know? <laughs> a lot, actually. There was few of them exactly. in the same class of my middle of my elementary school. Exactly. So if I were to change my name, it'd be to something weird. <laughs> name myself Redacted. Okay. What about you, Yasmin? Um. So I have two things. One is one is like an actual tweet, and the other is a Twitter beef that has been happening. Ooh. So mm-hmm. uh, let me just sum up this very, um, this Twitter beef, uh, very um, very briefly. Make it as concise as possible. So the two players in this game, we have Freddie Gibbs, who's a rapper. He's an independent rapper. Um, he's probably like every, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, basically. Um, his albums have a lot of critical acclaim, et cetera, et cetera. Then we have DJ Academics. Um, he is a hip hop talker, talks about hip hop and shares his commentator there we go um he was on every he was i think he no he's still on everyday struggle um if you guys remember that show um the iconic um run-up from migos during the bet awards on joe budden and dj academics um he's also friends with six nine so context Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and so essentially what happened if i got this right was that this all started because they were talking about snitching. Well, academics on his like Twitch stream show that he has was talking about snitching. And he was like, well, I don't believe in not snitching. Da 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 da. You know, it's okay to snitch or whatever. You know, given his relationship with 6 9 this is not, you know, unfounded. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so Freddie Gibbs saw that. He sent a tweet. I also forgot to mention that Freddie Gibbs is uh, also kind of a meme person, you know. He likes to make fun of people on the internet. That's just his thing. Uh, and so Freddie Gibbs tweeted, and he was he tweeted at DJ Academics. He's like, DJ Academics, you are a pussy. Um, and then what followed was a series <laughs> of long, loud rants from DJ Academics talking about, I want to see your tax statements. I want to compare them to mine. You know, you don't make, you're not relevant because you don't sell, you only sell 20,000, 20,000 copies. You don't, you don't make money. I, I, my, my, my bedroom is bigger than your house. Da, 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 da. And so, you know, in Freddie Gibbs' nature, he was just making fun of him. Uh, he called them the Hamburglar. <laughs> he said, bitch, you look like a Teletubby. Um, when I see you in person, I'm going to squeeze your titties. <laughs> Uh, you know he has made merch off of this um and so he's just basically been trolling dj academics and the worst part is that 
I guess DJ Academics was just really angry about everything. And so he was saying like other stuff that wasn't related, but then the joke is on him because now DJ Academics is suspended on that show, Everyday Struggle, um, on Complex. And he was also banned on Twitch recently. So I don't know if he was banned on Twitch or he just stopped being a Twitch partner. Um, so yeah, so that happened. So if you want to summation, if you want to see sort of highlights of that beef, I would definitely go check out, go see Freddie Gibbs's uh, Twitter page and look through that because that shit was hilarious. Also, listen to Freddie Gibbs. Like, he's actually a really great rapper. And then finally, um, I just want to share this tweet. So the tweet, well, the series of tweets. Um, so by Kalar Will on Twitter, she tweets, in more important news, I'm thick as fuck. As she posts a short video of her in a nice dress looking very beautiful. Someone replies and they're like, bruh, people are dying and being kept in cages at the border. And then Kaylar responds and she's like, girl, and let's pray for them. But I can't stop being thick. And so (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I don't know. I think I think that that sentiment is just something I I relate to, maybe. Maybe that's why it affected me. But uh, you know, it's like, bitch, what can I what can I do? You know? I'm I'm still thick as fuck. And I also care. I also care about issues, but I'm thick as fuck. And I want people to know that. You know, we could walk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you're not wrong. I don't know how to feel about that last one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my I mean, shit. Like, it's a mood, though. You know, sometimes you be thick as fuck, you know? You just don't know. I wouldn't know. Oof. <laughs> Someone put an F in the chat. Wow. F in the chat for someone wow. <laughs> <laughs> ass in the motherfucking chat um all right so now we should move on to our recommendation corner do y'all got any recommendations for us this week well if you guys are still looking i could go with mines um because i have it on me yeah. up to you know you know how i just love to double fist it Please never say those words again. <laughs> if you care about my health and well-being, you'll never say those never words again. <laughs> God, I wish those melatonins had killed me. <laughs> well, I would like to recommend two things. One is a creator, and one is a black business. Um, Ooh, so the okay, creator okay. I want to recommend is my friend, a good friend, a lovely friend. I love her. Her name is Hudja, and she has a YouTube channel um, called Nerd Universe on YouTube. And she does a lot of just sort of, uh, she just does like a lot of, um, what do you call it? Like skits and uh, videos like that. And and so she's super hilarious. Um, she We're basically kind of almost the same person when it comes to like humor. And so... I mean, but she's, you know, she's a lot more respectable than me. So that, so yeah, says Nerd Universe on YouTube. Go give the good sis a listen. She's also, she's a funny black Muslim creator, black female Muslim creator on YouTube. She's funny as fuck. She talks about anime a lot too. Um, So go give her shit a watch. Go subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe, bitch. Don't play with me. Uh, (laughs) 
And then I would also like to shout out this um, this store on Etsy. It's called, um, well, the user is Exolyrica, and they make custom soundtrack plaques. So basically, it's like a oh, glass plaque, and then have like your album cover, and like it kind of looks like a Spotify screensaver or a Spotify like uh, screen thing. And um, I ordered one already, so I'm just waiting for it to come. Um, and it hasn't shipped yet, but I ordered it like, uh, like a couple days ago. So, you know, it's, a, and it's custom. Um, each one is a customizable one. So you could put the song that you would want on there. Um, and so they're also a black business. So support black business. Okay. Just because, you know, shit is not on the news anymore. Doesn't mean that black people don't need your support. So do that. Exactly. Yeah, and so those are my two recommendations for the week. So it's Nerd Universe on YouTube. And then if you're looking for just a nice art piece to put in your room, something a little different than what you're usually used, used to, then I would say check out Exo Lyrica and get yourself a custom soundtrack plaque. They start at $15 a piece, um, depending on size and customization and everything so yeah so those are my two de- recommendations cool cool salmo because i don't have one this week i do want to recommend one band Ooh, go ahead uh they're called there's uh there are three uh three woman group they're called avenue beat and if you are if you're on tiktok i don't know if you guys have heard that fuck 2020 song but it is absolutely oh. one of the best songs. Like they haven't released it yet. Like low key fuck twenty twenty. They're cute. They also have a song called um, "I Don't Really Like Your Boyfriend." They're super good. So if you guys want to listen to something a little more poppy, they're really cute. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the end of our episode. Um, if you liked what you hear, um, follow us at Anna Babes Podcast. We are on Twitter and instagram so yeah follow us there um give our episode and if you like this episode check out our last couple of episodes uh you know just binge us you know just you know, yeah. just, I, know I know y'all starting to head back to work and you know god god be with you godspeed and in the meantime listen to us <laughs> why not <laughs> you have you have time We're starting to, starting to you have some of us never got to leave today. Oh well, you know the you know the office girls, the office gals and zays and all of them. You know they're they gotta head back to the office now, cause rent is a calling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, we love you guys. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Peace.